Hi, I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. And this is Asking for a Friend. A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories. Where every week we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Hey, Alex. What's up? How's it going? It's going all right. How's your day going? Dude, it's uh, it's actually been kind of a rough day yeah i um i found out that my uncle passed this mm. morning and i was like really close to him and mm. he was like a like a grandfather to me mm. so sorry to hear that, that thanks yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's real thank you for sharing that with us yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know it's been um it's always hard when somebody goes and i lost my grandmother less than a year ago and mm. just seeing how death can bring connection, you know, to mm, other family mm-hmm, members yeah. and have a way of reconnecting you with those that you love. Yeah. That's probably one of the good things. Yeah. That comes yeah. Out of it, so. yeah. So yeah. before we get too deep, I want to introduce Alex, our friend Alex, this musician, songwriter, producer, drummer, good, good friend, good, good friend, uh, a brother <laughs> that'll stick with you, someone very faithful, a servant's heart for sure. So thanks for being thanks, here. Thanks guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feels so like honored and amazing right now. I want to honor you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for You're worth sure. honoring. So, um, you mentioned your uncle earlier. Um, how did he influence you in your life when you were growing up, and even up to this present moment? Yeah. So he was. Um, he's from Valdosta, Georgia. One of the greatest things that that he did in my life was uh-huh. he. They have a big farm up in Valdosta, and mm-hmm. that's where we would go for family reunions. Yeah, and he's just been the person, the family that's brought together, like all of the family, like the second cousins, mm-hmm. the third cousins, the people you know that live like far away, and he's just been like mm-hmm. that uniner cool. in the family yeah. to bring us all together. So. That was one of the greatest things I think he did for our family. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really important to have family like that that brings people together for sure. Oh, yeah. I can totally relate. My mom's side is like the big Southern family. Yeah. So I've got cousins in South Carolina, tons of cousins in Texas I've never met. And growing up, we'd always go to the lake house in Texas and we'd all get together once a year and see each other (laughs) and ride. Oh, that's amazing. uh, Sea dews and. Yes. You know, <laughs> go inner tubing and shoot off fireworks and all kinds That's of stupid awesome. stuff like that. But it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, so. it's so fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. just getting together, being outdoors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's. I think that's a really important thing in, in the life of family. And it's, yeah. it's really cool. You had that opportunity to experience that in your family. So Yeah, yeah I think it's like seeing what's possible, mm. you yeah. know, because a lot of times, I mean, you're born in a family and you don't know. Yeah. You just think, oh, this is family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it is really special the more I get older and just like live life. I'm like, wow, this is really special. Yeah. Like the whole family would gather somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's it's kind of rare, I feel like. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Can you tell me about maybe one relationship growing up that impacted you the most? Impacted me the most or or significantly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'd say um, both my parents, like mm-hmm. growing up, I mean, my um, my dad was, he was always home. He was always there. He um, He's a leaded glass door. Um, man, he like is a stained glass artist. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's so, really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
but he was always home with me and I uh, started getting into music when I was 11 years old mm. and my parents were super supportive in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, my family and I, we would always have dinner, you know, yeah. it was amazing. Like we'd have dinner all the time and, and talk and, and I really was like close to them. But then when they separated in high school was when I um, like started to having to navigate like, oh, wow, I have to um, keep in touch with both of them and like mm -hmm. share time. And there's no longer, you know, you lose half the time because yeah. they're not together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like for you? Before your parents were separated, like what was that transition like at 11, you said? Or how old no, no, were you? No, no, no. It would have been um, like, f I think I was 16 years okay. old. Okay. Oh, yeah. so you were, you, it was pretty critical lifetime. Yeah, moment yeah. For you. Yeah. What was that like at 16? Well, you know, you always think that, okay, this is just temporary. You know, that thought of them being back together, you know, was still. Yeah. alive and hopeful in my heart. So I'd say like, there was never a thought like, oh, this is, this is final. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh no, it'll, it'll change. It'll change. Mm -hmm. So, but I think like, mm -hmm. you know, you, it's like you want, you love your parents, yeah. but you want to have a healthy environment and you want everyone to get along. And if there's tension and stuff, like, you know, in a home, it's, it's not worth mm trying to hold that together because you, mm. you, you see what I'm, you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying, mm. yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I got some questions. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm just processing what yeah, you're no, saying because it, it was too. so good. It's so good. <laughs> Pastor Alex um, over here. Yeah. I know um, that we're, uh, we're hitting that. I see that hand. We're hitting the heavy stuff, but. Yeah, I, I know. Is this too heavy? No, like, it's I've, not. Like, I, I, I think honestly, this is the kind of stuff that like people don't hear often. And mm -hmm. like a lot of people go through this mm. and they don't really have anybody to listen to or somebody to relate to in their own life. So if we can maybe be that for somebody, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, it really is. How has communication been a tool for you as you've grown in relationship with your family? Yeah, I, I think what's really helped me is to seek to like try to understand like how that other person in your family might be reacting. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times like we take how somebody says something and then we just take it the wrong way mm -hmm. rather than looking at another person's perspective. Yeah. For instance, if you're asking questions, like say you're you're a family member and I'm like, hey, do you want to come to my show? And you're like, oh, well, you know, when's the show and how, you know, how long's the show and all this stuff. And for me, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to take that personally and right. be like, Oh, right. well, it's fine. You don't have to come. Mm -hmm. And, and then my insecurity will come out mm -hmm. and then they'll be like, man, why is he like freaking out at me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, helped me to maybe see my parents or my sister and brother being like, okay, if they're acting weird towards me, like what's going on, you know, is mm -hmm. there stress with my brother and his wife? Is there stress with, my dad and his health, you know, is there something that my mom feels hurt by a family member and she's like, you know, acting this way and just trying to like get inside the mind of someone else mm. and just giving them grace to be like, oh, my family loves me. They're for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't like interpret that, mm -hmm. I have to remind myself like, oh, they're for me and they love me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's really helped me to have a lot of grace and patience with them. That's so good. Yeah. It's almost like you have to 
And if I'm putting words in your mouth, please tell me this oh, is, right, I think we can only speak from our own experience yeah. a lot of the time. So, and I, I very much empathize with that because I mean, you want people to validate you, the people that you love the most, yeah. you want mm-hmm. them to validate you. So it's really easy, especially when you're young and you're not super aware of your own emotions yeah. to reach out and say, please tell me I'm good at this thing yeah. because I don't know if I'm good at yeah. this, Yeah, which can many times be the real question we're yeah. asking these people. And when they start asking those questions, mm. it just feels like, oh, you're stomping on my identity. You're stomping yeah. on this yeah. this thing that I, I want to grow so yeah. badly, but I yeah. don't know if I, if mm-hmm. I have the tools to be able to grow this thing. Yeah. And as you get older and as you see that grow, I think we learn to detach ourselves from that. But it sounds yeah. like that that's been a, a process for you with specifically with your family. Yeah. You're, you're saying like validation and yeah, wanting to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I yeah. can definitely relate to that too. Cause I have a really tiny family uh-huh. where my parents were never together and I have no siblings and everybody on my mom's family lives out of the country. And the few people on my dad's family live on the other side of the country oh wow so um like when i grew up it was pretty isolated like my interactions Mm. with family were very isolated so i would have my time with my mom and my time with my dad my time with my grandparents Mm, but it was very rarely all together wow so it's interesting to kind of hear your take on it and like how you've experienced that so um i don't know where i was going with this (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you're a musician um, tell us a little bit about <laughs> that journey and how music has been a part of your life. Yeah. So music has been a part of my life since, honestly, I can remember. I received my first drum set when I was 11 years old. And when I was like a little boy, I played the pots and pans with mm-hmm. my cousins. And we had this band called the Cousins. That's awesome. <laughs> And Forget like, the it. Jonas Brothers. I love it. Yeah, the Cousins no, <laughs> we had a uh, we had a few songs, but uh, one of them was called Bubble Bubble Ding, and <laughs> that's all it was. Is you it just on YouTube? Like, Bubble Bubble Ding. No, oh. my, my my cousin like locked it away in a box. Oh and man, I don't know. I'll, I'll have bring to get it, it out her. at your funeral or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like that was when I was really young, and then when I turned eleven years old, it was just after. I was loving, but I was always fascinated in the drums. And one day I got picked up from school. It was September 11th, 2002. Mm-hmm. And my mom came to school and I got in the car and I looked in the back and I saw these ruby red drums that were my cousin's drum set. And I was like, what's this? And my mom goes, so I took all the money out of your little piggy bank that I had, you know, cause I like, I was hustling as a little kid, you know. I was like, I was, I was saving up for something. Yeah. My mom literally went in my closet, found like my like little stash of cash yeah. that I had. Said, "I went ahead and just bought your cousin's drum set for you. I hope that's okay." And like, it was the greatest day of my life. That's awesome. It was that's the coolest great. thing ever. Oh my gosh. And I'll never forget it. And then from there, I, I you know, I had started um, jamming like with my actual cousin. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, awesome. Who was from the cousins is in. And um You guys split up and made your own group. Is that what you're saying? Well, Just- well we I did I was in his band um yeah. when he was in high school and I was like really young. Yeah. I was too young to play in their rock band. Yeah. I was he, like he, he broke off and made his own band cuz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean music I, when I was in um middle school, 
I just remember being like, I want to devote my life to music. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the coolest thing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So after middle school, high school, what yep. next? What happened for you? So then I moved to Nashville mm -hmm. and went to Belmont University. Shout out Bruins. Um, <laughs> and there I studied. I, I actually didn't make it in the school of music. Um, so freshman year, I just went like standard classes, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then came sophomore year, I was like, no, I'm going to go in the school of music. So I ended up auditioning and got in. And I was in the school of music for a year, year and a half. And I just like did not love it, y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, there was so mm -hmm. much to learn, like marimba and timpani and snare mm -hmm. drum and all this stuff. And I was interning at the same time at a music studio mm -hmm. called Last Dollar. And I got so obsessed with production mm -hmm. and producing music. And I was playing in bands and in college and I was slacking at the practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they had an intervention with me and they were like, Alex, um, do you want to be in this band? Because you spend all your time at the music studio and we love you, but we feel like we basically need to kick you out and let TJ play drums. <laughs> And oh, I just remember being like, oh, and it was the best thing ever. It was so right because uh -huh. that was where my passion like mm -hmm. moved to. So I got out of the mm -hmm. school of music and was like, I'm going to go into production, met all these producers from LA that were coming into the studio. Mm -hmm. From there, it sent me on the trajectory to graduate college and pursue electronic music. Mm -hmm. And cool. I think that I got into production because I never found the band that was making the music that I really felt like resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, man, I need to go make my own because as a drummer, you're at the mercy of, you know, the lead singer or the mm -hmm. songwriter. And, and I just felt like I was like, man, I'm just like not passionate about the sound, but yeah. I always dreamed mm -hmm. of being in a band mm -hmm. from a little kid at, in middle school. Like being in a band was mm -hmm. like everything to me. Um, so went out to LA and, um, got involved in electronic music out there guys very cool. yeah very so. cool so tell us about your journey in la what happened there for you yeah so graduated from the belmont west program i was doing a short internship with a management company and when i left there i reached out to dimock records which is steve aoki's record label and fun fact i feel like i should say this on here Years prior to that, I was always like, oh man, I'd love to like work at that label. And it was always um, something that I like dreamed about. Oh, cool. Mm. And um, that one in Oslo. So the, there's two stories that I want to share. But with the Dimock one, when I graduated college, I just sent him an, uh, just a cold email mm. and was like, hey, I want to do A&R. And A&R, if y'all don't know, is she's the pretty girl at the dance. It's like the, it's the coolest job of the record label. Mm -hmm. You basically listen to music and you sign records. It's like the coolest job at the record label. So everybody wants this position, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like ridiculous to be like, Hey guys, can I come be, the, you know, yeah. do mm -hmm. this. And they ended up interviewing me and I just like got in there and got the opportunity and it really opened my eyes of like, wow, you never know what's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And how much like a cold email or a cold call can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I ended up, um, yeah, I was like an A&R intern there for the first moments when I got out of college. And then I started working under this other producer named Alvin Risk and mm -hmm. he's a DJ producer. That's where I really loved. Cause I was like, oh wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually get to be in the studio with like all these electronic artists and, mm-hmm. and like see how they're making all these beats. And um, so that was for me a total dream come true. Yeah. I mean, it was it, things in LA were, um, yeah, it was a magical time. What's interesting is like, it was like everything in my heart that I wanted and I wanted to go after and mm-hmm. it was like coming to pass, but there's still something in me that felt like, oh man, I don't know if this is like, where I really want to go in music though. Mm. Cause my heart was still yearning for just, I think purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I, I can't just like devote my life to just a big party. Mm-hmm. Like there's gotta be more for me, you yeah. know, for me. And I love and I'm passionate and, mm-hmm. and, and passion is, is different from purpose. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? What's the difference to you between passion and purpose? Well, passion is like what you love to do and purpose is like, what are you doing for someone else? Mm. Mm. That's interesting. That's cool. So, and I mean, bringing joy is in and and fun is great, you know, because people are, are already stressed out from their jobs. Yeah, like life's hard. It's like, mm. hey, let's have fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, let's like, let's like, hey, live life and have fun here for a moment. Yeah. You know, so I'm yeah. all about having fun. Don't get it twisted, but <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. fun's important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially after going through the last couple of years, I think we collectively oh, yeah. as human beings can use a little bit more fun in our lives. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've had way too much time to yeah. think. Yeah, yes, exactly. everybody's gotten way too in their own head. Yeah. It's, yeah. We just all need to go get in the car and road trip somewhere crazy yeah. we've never been before. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so down. Let's go. Let's yeah, get let's my Bronco. Let's go right let's now. Do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you're in L.A., you're in Nashville now. Yep. What was the process like for you to get to Nashville? The second time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I originally told myself I wanted to stay in LA for five years. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. I'm going to establish a career in electronic music. Then I can go wherever I want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Alex, just stay there five years, you know, just like tough it out. And it got to the end of two. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, guys, I just felt... Um, I just felt lonely. I don't know how else to put it. And I yeah. felt like I was, something was off. Yeah. And I just was like, man, I, I just feel like the engine is just not mm. running anymore. And I'll be honest, y'all, I felt burnt out. Mm. Mm. So I was like, I want to go back to Nashville because I felt in my heart that I was going to miss out on life if I didn't, if I didn't move to Nashville. Mm. Like I felt like I was going to miss out on. Like real life. Yeah, well, just, but yeah, like I just love Nashville here, and mm-hmm. I I just felt I, I saw a lot of people that, I mean, everyone has their own journey, mm-hmm. you know, people that have stayed in LA for like ten years, you know, are still like living in the same apartment, like never never had a family, and like mm-hmm. still like you know hustling, and 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 it's a struggle there. It's, it's really expensive and it's Mm -hmm. really hard and always a grind. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, man, I, um, I love Nashville. It just feels like home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that feeling of home really like makes me feel creative and makes me feel Mm -hmm. great. And I felt like I was just living in, uh, just felt kind of like a foreigner, honestly. Yeah. 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 You know, I get that. I lived in Chicago for four years before I moved here and it was kind of the same thing where everybody was doing their thing, very career driven, very, everybody, like everybody at church was very focused on the thing that they were doing. And like, that's really cool. It's awesome. awesome, But like, 
I want a family, (laughs) you know, and I want to go on road trips and I want to do all this thing. So during the pandemic, I ended up moving here just because I trusted the Lord. (laughs) I packed everything I owned in my minivan and ended up in Nashville. And you're right. It does feel like home. There's something about this place. Oh, yeah. Nashville that feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, sometimes you can't really understand the heart, but it's like, I don't know what to say other than my heart just loves it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my heart no thrives knock, here. Yeah, yeah. Like no knock on people who there's people out there that love LA, and it's like yeah. great. Yeah, awesome. You know, everybody <laughs> loves somebody. Yeah, everybody's this, got a home. It's yeah. just a matter of finding your own home. And finding or where yeah, or choosing you, where you so. want to create it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. So have you made a home for yourself here in Nashville? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna like. Um, live here hopefully for as long as I can <laughs> and I'd like to be buried here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, how has your relationship with creativity developed over time? Oh, that's good. So I watched a star is born. Have you guys seen that mm-hmm. movie? Yep. Um, Great movie. It changed my life, y'all. Really? Yeah. And it was the catalyst for what made me to want to start writing songs mm. and singing songs. And um, What yeah. about it? So there's this scene in the movie where y'all have seen it, right? Yeah. Where, but some uh, of our listeners might not have seen okay, it. Okay. So, all right, listeners out there, you need to go watch The Stars Born. It'll change your life. But there's a scene where there's two brothers and one brother is the singer, like country music star. And then the other brother is like the behind the scenes guy who's like the road manager and he's like, you know, got his back, you know, like the best brother ever. And there's this one moment where he tells his brother, like Bradley Cooper, who's the, he's the star in the film. He tells the guy who's playing his brother, like, he was like, you know why you weren't given a voice? It's because you didn't have anything to say. Mm -hmm. And it's like this like cold hearted, Mm -hmm. like stab at his brother and clearly he was lashing out because he felt broken inside and he was mm-hmm. taking it out on his brother. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that like part of me thought like, I've always felt like I had something to say, but I never felt like I had a voice mm-hmm. or like a way to sing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, if you have been given something to say, then like God would give you the means to get that out. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to dedicate my life to making music that is going to say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went home that after watching that movie and I wrote this song called say something Mm. and it was just, it was like from start to finish, just like knocked it all out because a lot of my life was an EDM where I was like, you're Mm. making beats, you're co-writing, you're in with other people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's not like just writing a full song. And and it's definitely not writing about these like really deep things. Um, So that was a catalyst for me and my creativity. I always ask myself, what will this inspire? Mm, Mm. That's really good. I'm a big believer that the best art is the art that inspires more art. Mm. And I've, I'm a huge fan of Young and a Million and, oh, and your stuff definitely mm-hmm. has inspired me. I really appreciate the care that you put into your songs and the stories that they tell because it's, it's definitely more than a, a cool song and a fun show, you mm. know, oh, um, which it is. But there's heart and story and substance and the truth is in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a flash in the pan. That's, that's for sure. That's really important too, that there's substance to art. So, yeah. Yeah. Growing up, like Bono was my hero and I always like looked up to Bono. Yeah. If you're watching this, um, (laughs) let us open up for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, he was a huge inspiration for me because he'd talk about how music can change the world because it can change people. And yeah. he talked about yeah. how, you know, one thing that you 2 had was not only sounding original, but that the depth of their lyrics and their songs is where they felt like they really were a cut above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas maybe the other rock bands, like, not to knock, I'm a huge fan of The Who, but yeah. like oh, yeah. other bands like The Who and, and stuff like that, like they felt like, they had an edge on lyrics and yeah. like the poetry of yeah. like mm-hmm. what they were communicating in the themes of their songs. So, mm. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for being Woo. on the podcast. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank it's you for having you here. Thanks for sharing your story and uh, going deep with us. Hope that you feel honored by this. Oh yeah. And where can uh, people find you on socials and out in the world? So you can find me only on Instagram right now. It's Alex Christopher Hayden. Awesome. That's it. So that's it. Yeah. There you go. And um, obviously, Young in a Million at Young in a Million. Yeah. Yeah. So stick around. Slash. Go check out the bonus episode we have with Young in a Million. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet listened to Cody's episode, make sure you mm-hmm. go back and do that because we talk about some really cool things on that episode. So thank you so much, yeah, he's Alex. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're not biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We'll yep. see you next time. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Asking for a Friend. We hope to bring you insightful conversations and inspire you to ask challenging questions. You can find us on Instagram at friends for podcast or at our website, friends4a.com. That's friends4a.com. What have you enjoyed about this podcast? Let us know in the comment section. Leave us a rating or review so that more people can find us. And until next time, thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend.